Welcome to the Venture Mentality Podcast. We're bringing you the insights and interviews from top entrepreneurs and high performers on how to reach your goals and overcome your challenges. Hosted by 18-year-old high school student and entrepreneur, Jacob O'Connor. Now, let's get right into the show. Hey, what's up, guys? You're listening to the Venture Mentality Podcast, and I'm your host, Jacob O'Connor. Today, we have Andrew Kreider, also known as Apple Kreider, the 20-year-old entrepreneur and podcaster who runs the top 100 business podcast, Young Smart Money. What's up, Apple? Jacob, it is a pleasure to be here, man. I'm stoked to, to chat it up. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. So I was hoping that we could um, start out with you giving just kind of a little bit 45-second resume to the audience to kind of catch them up with who you are. Yeah, straight up. So basically, my name's Apple Kreider, 20 years old. I'm a college student here at UW-Madison. I'm in a co-working space right now on campus, uh, which I actually started uh, last year, which is an interesting story in and of itself. But uh, yeah, so basically, 20-year-old college student. I've got a podcast editing agency that I run right now. That's the main project. We do low-cost podcast editing, start at 20 bucks an episode. So compare that to your standard $80, $100 an episode for the uh, industry average. We're coming in significantly lower than that, making podcasting more accessible. Um, and beyond that, I do some public speaking. I've spoken at a few conferences in 2019, did some in 2018 as well. Um, and I do some digital marketing on the side, but yeah, that keeps me busy enough as a, as a college student trying to keep my grades afloat as well. Uh, so yeah, that's what I'm up to. You're doing plenty. And um, <laughs> as I mentioned in the introduction, you have a top 100 podcast and I checked it out. And you've had some pretty um, extraordinary interviews on there. What made you want to get into podcasting? It's a great idea. I did forget to mention uh, my podcast in all of that right there. So <laughs> that's also one of the main things that I spend my time on. Um, yeah, Young Smart Money. So what made me want to get started with that? That's a great question. So I, I, I got introduced to sort of the world of, of entrepreneurship and like online businesses a little over two years ago now when I got super passionate about personal finance. And I know it's not a thing that a lot of like 17, 18 year olds are super jazzed about, but I really was. So I was getting jazzed about personal finance. I was reading books like The Intelligent Investor, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and, and learning about investing, building credit and all that, all that fun stuff. Now, the problem was uh, my friends didn't care about any of the things that I was super passionate about. So I would go to my friends, I'd be like, hey, you wanna learn about this amazing thing called a Roth IRA and how you can become a millionaire by the time you retire by putting away $500 a month? And they were like, no, that sounds boring. I would rather just like do my own thing. So I, I kind of hit a wall there. I didn't have anyone to, to share this information with. So went to YouTube and I started, just started just making these videos being like, hey, here's what a Roth IRA is. Here's how to open one. Here's why they're awesome. And I uh, just started doing that as sort of a creative outlet. From there, um, started making a little bit of money online in a local radio station here at UW-Madison. I uh, wanted to interview me on what I was working on. So I was like, yeah, that sounds awesome. I've never done an interview before. I don't think I'm that interesting personally, but let's make it happen. So I go to the radio station, sit down with them for like half hour. And uh, afterwards, I'm just like flying. I'm like, that was so amazing. I really enjoyed that so much, like sitting down with someone, like sharing my story and just like getting to know someone at that level. So I was like, how can I do more of this? Like, how can I go out there and interview people that I look up to? So I basically Googled like how to interview people. Cause like I didn't have, I didn't have a radio broadcast studio. I didn't have any equipment or anything. So I was like, how do I do this? So I, I, I discovered podcasting because actually before this, I didn't even know what a podcast was. Um, so I, I found out what podcasting was. I was like, yes, that is the thing that I'm looking for. 
So uh, I proceeded to start my own podcast four days later, and uh, then Young Smart Money was up and rolling. So it's kind of spur of the moment thing, but got interviewed on a local radio station, and I was like, yes, that is what I want to be doing. That's awesome. And um, I, I do want to stress the fact that you have a top 100 business podcast because there's so many podcasts out there now, and a lot of them aren't making it up that high in the rankings. So what advice could you offer to anyone who's new to the podcasting game or who's been in it for a while that is struggling to get their ranking up higher? Yeah, so that's a really good question. Now, as far as, as, far as that goes and like gaining traction with a podcast, I'm going to be the first one to tell you it's not that easy. So you really have to assess what your goals are before you start a podcast. Cause a lot of people, they just see people starting podcasts are like, Oh, Gary Vee has a podcast. Grant Cardone has a podcast. Like I should have a podcast if I want to be like them. And I would say like, whoa, 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 slow down a bit. Like look at how they actually got to where they were at first. Um, because it's a lot easier to be Gary Vee or Grant Cardone or Tim Ferriss and start a podcast and then have it blow up than it is to do it the other way around. So think about that. But, but also, if you decide that you do want to start a podcast, if you decide that that is a good option for you right now, and you have the focus, the energy, the attention, the time to put into it, what I would say the, the first most important thing is to figure out what makes yourself unique, okay? Because if you just go out there and try to be Gary Vee 2.0 and just like say everything that he's saying, uh, you're a little bit late to the party because he's already been doing that for, for over a decade. He's already got people jazzed about him. And, and so you trying to come in and be Gary 2.0, not going to go that well for you. So you have to figure out what makes you unique and what your unique selling point is for your podcast. Because there's so many podcasts out there. I, I, I go on these podcasts. I see these podcasts pop up and die off right away. But they're just like entrepreneurship interview podcasts. And it's like they bring on an entrepreneur. They talk to him for like 30, 45, an hour, whatever. And that's it. That's the whole podcast. There's nothing that makes it special. So a lot of times these podcasts last like one, two months and then they're done because the host gives up. They didn't see traction and they're like, well, I guess this podcasting thing just doesn't work. And that's, that's not, that's not the case. The case is you need to make sure that you're, you're doing something to make your podcast attractive to your ideal listener. So you have to think about like, who are the people you're trying to reach and what is the message that they need to hear? Or what is the message that you want to spread with those people? And once you can do that, once you can really assess like who you're trying to speak to and how you want to speak to them, that's when you really start to see traction. But it is also just a game of consistency. Okay. I was podcasting for like four months before I was getting more than like 10 downloads a month. I mean, it, it's crazy, but like the chart goes like flat, 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 spike, flat, 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 spike, spike. And like you keep getting these spikes more and more frequently and you keep getting that baseline pushed higher and higher and higher uh, so that eventually like you're, you're at this place where you're like, dang, like it's been a long process, but it's, it's, it's that consistency. Okay. Like I was putting out a podcast every single day for like three to six months. Okay. And that was before I even saw any real traction. So it has to be something that you're really going to enjoy and it has to be something that you see the bigger picture to. Cause if you're just doing it to do it, uh, you're not going to stick with it. So you got to have a reason and you got to have a reason for people to listen to you that, that unique selling point. Yeah. I think it's really important to first identify why you're doing it. And yeah. then second, you need to identify what your differentiating factor is. And um, for the people listening to the show, I really like to break down the concepts for them and give them examples. So I was hoping that you could kind of talk on what your differentiating factor is, what makes you so unique. Yeah, exactly. So it, it took me a while to get to this point. And honestly, it's still evolving. Okay. Like my core concept from the beginning has been, I want to provide financial skills for young people. 
Now, at the beginning, I was focusing more on the defensive side, okay? Like how to save money, how to build credit, how to do all this stuff to sort of secure yourself where you're at. Now I focus more on the offensive side, okay? Like how do you make more money? How do you increase your income rather than decreasing your expenses? So now I'm focused more on the offense. I was focused very heavily on social media business models because that is the area where I'm the most familiar, okay? I've been building social media or like online, it's like social media business. And when I say like a social media business, I mean like digital marketing, stuff that revolves around like using Instagram or Facebook ads. Like I've been doing that kind of stuff for like two years. So that's the area that I was familiar with. So I would interview people in that area because I had subject matter knowledge. Now I'm, I'm, I'm shifting a little bit, okay? This has been a recent development in the last few months, but I'm shifting a little bit more into the startup scene because I, I was noticing that a lot of these entrepreneurship guys, a lot of these like social media entrepreneurs, they just say the same stuff, okay? They recycle the same stuff. Half the time, like they, they talk all this talk, but like when you peel back the curtain a little bit and like talk to them for an hour, you realize that there's actually no substance to any of the things that they're talking about and, and they really have no credibility to be speaking in the first place. So once I sort of started to realize that, I was like, okay, let's, uh, let's shift things up a little bit. So now I'm focused more on the startup side, okay? So I'm talking to young founders of companies that are worth uh, millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions, billions of dollars um, because those people, those are the people that I have, have more respect for, for in the most part because they've actually built a real business that provides real value. A lot of the people that I was talking to with these social media businesses, they sort of found ways to extract value here and there, but I didn't really see them as adding as much value to a lot of these startup founders. So all that being said, now what I do and what I focus on is I interview startup founders um, to provide lessons to students. Okay. So I'm only focused on students. I'm not trying to serve everyone. I'm not trying to serve like 40 year olds, 50 year olds, 30. Like I'm not trying to serve those people. I'm trying to serve students with lessons from successful startup founders that they can then apply to their own ventures. So uh, for me, again, it's always an evolving process. I'm still not quite there and I've been doing this for like two years. So I'm still figuring this out. But the thing is, once you have that core group, like I've always been talking to students, so I've built up this core group of students that's been listening to me since the beginning, um, and they're sticking with me as I make these twists and turns because they are still getting value from the content that I'm making. So that's all that, all that to be said, uh, that's, that's sort of where I, I, I spend my time focusing. And that's totally, uh, that's totally key to narrow down your, your niche as you keep going to just kind of um, to narrow down the target audience that you're looking for. Yeah, and it's got to be fixed from the beginning. Like I said, I'm still shifting this and I've been doing it for two years, but you, you've got to have some kind of idea of where you're going to go. And then, yeah, that, that path can twist and turn like all, all, all the time. I completely agree. And you had alluded a little bit earlier to um, your passion for finance. And I was hoping to go yeah. back to that because a lot of my listeners are in the younger age range of probably like 16 to 25. So I was hoping you could kind of disperse some wisdom to them financially. <laughs> Sweet. Well, first, first thing I'm going to say is I'm not a financial advisor, so don't listen to anything that I say. But that being said, uh, I think, okay, so I think the most important thing that you could do early on, if you're like, yeah, if you're like 16 to 20 years old, I think the most important thing you could do today to set yourself up well for your financial future is to open a Roth IRA. And if y'all don't know what that is, uh, let me explain it to you really quick. So Roth IRA is basically an investment account that the government is like, we are going to give you tax advantages for this account since we are going to put some regulations on it so that you can only use it or only use it for retirement. So the regulations are basically, you can't take, so, okay, okay, investments, investments really quick, okay, how the stock market works. Stocks are pieces of companies and you can buy them 
and uh, they, they fluctuate in value over time. On average, the stock market goes up about six to 8% per year. Okay. So what you do with this Roth IRA is you put say a couple hundred dollars in this Roth IRA every single month if you can. Okay. And what happens if you put that money in there is when you retire, you don't have to pay taxes on the gains that you accrued. Okay. This is massive because normally with any investments right now, you're gonna have to pay about 15% taxes when you sell. So say you accumulate a million dollars in a investment account and you want to retire, you're going to pay $150,000 in taxes. And that's its day's rates. I don't really see those going down in the near future. Um, so that might be even higher by the time you retire. So that's 150 grand in taxes when you retire. It takes your million down to 850,000, which is still a decent amount of money, but I mean, that's a lot of taxes to pay. So with the Roth IRA, you get that million at retirement. You don't pay any taxes on it. Okay? You get the full million. Dope. Um, but there are some regulations, like I said. So you can't touch, so say you put $50,000 in the Roth IRA, it grows to $100,000. You can take that initial 50 back whenever you want. You don't have to worry about it. It's not locked away. It, you can take that money back if you need it to buy a house, to pay off some kind of emergency, whatever. But if you want to touch that second 50, okay, so you take the first 50, then you got the second 50 of gains. You can't touch that until you retire. Um, if you do, you pay a pretty hefty to do that. So you have to make sure the money you put in there uh, can stay in there until retirement. Um, and, and if you allow it to, man, if you put $500 per month in a Roth IRA, starting at the age of 20, you retire at 65, you're going to have over a million dollars in that account. Okay. That's significant. $500 a month is not that much. That's like, I don't know, like 15 bucks a day. So not too bad at all. So I, I would say the number one thing is just realize the power of compound interest. Cause if you wait until 25 to put that $500 a month in this account, it's not going to be a million bucks. It's going to be like 800,000. So it really, it really does matter when you start and the sooner you start, the better. So that's the number one thing I would say. Second thing I would say is get a credit card if you can handle it. Um, I know, I know if you guys listen to Dave Ramsey, he's got a pretty loud voice. So a lot of people listen to him, but if you listen to Dave Ramsey, he'll tell you never touch credit cards. I am the opposite. I have eight credit cards right now. Three are business cards, five are personal cards. Um, and I've accumulated uh, probably about five to maybe six, seven, eight thousand dollars in free travel um, just in the last sort of year and a half alone. So I'm a huge advocate of credit cards. I think you can gain a lot from them. Um, and having a high credit score is really going to save you a lot of money in the long term when it comes to um, getting mortgages um, and getting any kind of loans. So all that to be said, I would say the two things you got to do, open a Roth IRA. If you don't understand how they work, if I didn't do a good enough job explaining them. Just look it up. Watch some YouTube videos. I got a YouTube video that I think is pretty good about how to open up a Roth IRA. It's like 15 minutes long. Um, so, so that is a pretty good job. Uh, but yeah, so do that. Then get a credit card for your first credit card. I think the discover it card for students is one of the best. Um, you start earning points right away. And since the student card, uh, if you're a student, you got a pretty good odds at getting approved for that. So those are my, those are my hot tips for finance. <laughs> and, um, I appreciate you sharing that. If anyone wants to reach out to talk to you about these, um, financial, the financial advice you've been giving out, where can they find you at? Yeah. Um, so the best place to hit me up at is either LinkedIn. Um, I'm just Apple Crider. You can find me on Instagram at Apple Crider official. Um, or if you're old school, shoot me an email, apple at applecrider.com. I'll link those whenever um, I release the podcast. Um, where do you see the future? What do you see the future looking like for you? Like where, what direction do you want to head towards? Do you want to stay in the podcasting world or is there something new in the back of your head that you're kind of wanting to try, but a little bit nervous about? 
Yeah, that's a really good question. So I'm kind of at this point, I graduate in about two months as of right now. So I'm at this point where I'm going to be going through some transitions. I've been going through transitions for a while. And so I've been thinking a lot about like, what do I want to do yeah, once I graduate or like what's just on the horizon? And the first thing that I, that I don't want to do is I don't want to like position myself as like the podcast guy. I, I am not trying to be the person out there like telling everyone how, how expert level I am. Uh, that's just not how I roll. So I'm not going to do that. Um, I'm probably going to keep doing my podcast though, as long as I enjoy it. And as long as it is, uh, I don't know, a profitable thing for me to do. Um, and it's helping people out. Like I'm going to keep doing it. So I'm, I'm going to keep doing that. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking this is kind of like a hot take really quick. I don't really, I haven't really spoken about this that much, but I'm thinking about uh, working for a, a, a FinTech startup once I graduate. Um, haven't really had a real job in a long time or I mean a real job, never. Um, so I'm a student. So, I mean, I've worked like serving jobs here and there. Um, and I've done some like other, other like little jobs, but I'm thinking I might want to work for a startup for a little bit and see that side of the world. Because like I said, man, I've had a lot of experience in like social media businesses, but I want to, I want to see like a startup from the inside and like see how that works. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. Cause I'm really fascinated by FinTech and how technology can help provide uh, really valuable uh, financial services and just like resources for people. Um, so I really want to work for, for a company, I think, um, that is providing really helpful services, probably in the way, somewhere in the way of personal loans, because dude, payday loans are, are crazy. Man, so many people don't even realize how big of an issue payday loans are. There are more payday loan companies in the U S than there are McDonald's. This is crazy. There are so many payday loan companies and they're, they're, in my, in my opinion, they're taking advantage of people left and right. And, and so many people are in this position where they feel like it's their only option, but there are so many fintech companies coming out that are addressing that issue in particular. And that is one that I am super, super behind. Um, also the issue of, of allowing people to build credit because a lot of people in disadvantaged areas or just students um, don't really understand how building credit works. So finding a company that's really addressing that issue uh, would be something that I'm all about because like I want to do something where I'm providing real value to people, not just extracting value. And I feel like I can provide a lot more real value by uh, working for a FinTech, figuring out how that side of things works and then potentially starting my own once I have a better understanding of how everything's working over there. I love that. And I think it's so essential to diversify in life, to try different things because you know, one day you could love something and the next day you don't. So you just have to keep trying different things out until you find what you want to do for that time period. Exactly, man. And I can always come back. I mean, dude, I'm making plenty of money right now with my marketing agency and my podcast agency that like, I could totally come back to that whenever and I'd be set. So like, I could just keep doing that. But like you said, dude, I'm young, I'm 20 years old. Like I want to, I want to get some experiences. I want to feel things out before I just commit to one thing. Like you don't say what your favorite flavor of ice cream is when you've only tried one flavor. Like you got to try them all. You got to get that, that feel for like what's out there and then you can make a better decision. That's how I, that's how I live my life. So yeah, I'm planning on, I'm planning on trying a bunch of different things. Um, traveling a lot more. I've already been traveling a lot, but traveling more, seeing some cool stuff, trying some new things. And yeah, <laughs> completely agree. Um, and before we go, I've got one last question, but first a little bit of background. So when you die, the only thing that matters is the impact and the difference that you were able to make while you were here. So with that being said, what do you want your impact to be? My impact, man. That's a deep question. We're going deep on the podcast. All right. Let's end it there. You got to be a little bit vulnerable. Yeah. yeah. No, I feel that. I feel that. So, I mean, I think I want my impact to be like I could leave the world and like 
if I could leave the world and somebody out there was in a better financial place because of something that I did, like I would be ecstatic. So that's, I mean, that's what I'm going for. I'm going for, for helping people because money is such an integral part of our lives. Like so much of our lives is dependent on money. A lot of people don't like to talk about it, but it's just the reality. It's just the way it is. It's how our society functions. Like so many things are dependent on money, like, like it or not, that's just the way it is. So if I could leave the world and, and somebody somewhere would have a better understanding of, of how to manage their money or of how to uh, take advantage of all the opportunities that are out there that, that involve money, like I would be, I'd be satisfied out of my mind.